The state of Georgia passes new election laws that make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Woke companies and the Biden administration rush in to call these new laws racist and that it is encouraging voter suppression. We're going to dive into all of the specifics today. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you are tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Welcome everyone to episode five. Today's episode should be pretty much common sense, but common sense is not so common anymore. So the state of Georgia passed the Election Integrity Act of 2021. If you're someone who keeps up with policy and bills and laws, there are so many that have been introduced this year in this new administration that have fancy names the Democrats put on them, but when you actually read the bills, the bills have nothing to do with the name. It's just a fancy title to make you think you're getting something. It's like ordering something on Wish, and then you get it in, and it's nothing like what you ordered. But in this case, this law passed in Georgia, which is a red state, the Election Integrity Act of 2021 actually is what it says. So I'm going to go into the details, some key points in this bill what's going on, the media coverage, and my opinion, and really dive into why this is not racist as the media is portraying. Governor Kemp of Georgia said that this act makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat. The woke corporations, the Biden administration, were all quick to jump in to call this racist, to call it encouraging voter suppression, to call this Jim Crow 2.0, which we will dive into in just a moment. In the state of Georgia, if you don't have one of the six acceptable forms of ID, there are six different acceptable forms, they will issue you a free ID card at any registrar office or DMV in the state of Georgia. There is no reason why people should not be able to get an ID if you're a citizen of the United States of America. So let's get into the media. They have spread propaganda and lies about this bill, but if you actually read it, you will see the lies clearly. Many people don't go through they don't read the bills. They go off the headlines. You know, you depend on the news to actually tell you the truth. But today in our country, you actually have to go do the journalism yourself because most mainstream news sources aren't giving you the truth. They're giving you a biased narrative. I went straight to the bill to read it from the actual legislation. So what is the point of having media if they don't even tell you the truth? Anymore, you have to jump through hoops just to get the correct information, just to find smaller media outlets and news sources or everyday citizens, you know, your normal average citizen who is doing the work and finding out what these bills and laws actually say. A few key points I want to note from this legislation. So following the 2018 and 2020 elections, there was a significant lack of confidence in Georgia's election systems. The people of Georgia were concerned about voter fraud allegations and election integrity. We saw with the 2020 election, many of their election processes were challenged in court, including signature matching requirements. There was also a dramatic increase in absentee by mail ballots, which I'll also go into further detail in just a second. But the goal of this bill is to make the voting process safer and easier, to streamline the process of conducting elections by promoting uniformity in the voting process. In Georgia, more than 100 counties never offered voting on Sunday, and many counties offered only a single day of weekend voting. So now requiring two Saturday voting days and two optional Sunday voting days will increase hours and opportunity of voting. They're actually giving more time to vote. Some counties in Georgia in 2020 received 
a big amount of grant funding for election operations, while other counties received none. So there was an uneven distribution of funds. So by promoting uniformity in distribution for the funds, this aims to give each county the same opportunity to host their election operations. This bill also addresses that some counties had dysfunctional election systems with long lines, problems with processing absentee ballots. They said that some outside groups sent multiple absentee ballot applications in the 2020 election, which typically led to incorrectly filled in voter information, which clearly is a problem. You know, this leads to confusion. Some people in Georgia in 2020 waited in line, and then when they went to vote, they were told they had already voted. So this bill creates a period of absentee voting instead of the absentee ballots being issued just a few days before the election. You know, the ones that were issued in Georgia right before the election, a lot of them weren't successfully counted or they were turned in late. And just something to note that many people might not know, but the absentee ballots drop box, this is not something we've always had in elections. This was something created as a pandemic response for COVID for people who didn't feel comfortable going to vote in person. The drop box that were created no longer exist in the Georgia law when the emergency rules that created them expired. In 2020, Georgia took an incredible amount of time in some counties to count the absentee ballots. You know, 2020 election was the most disputed longest election of my lifetime that I was able to vote in. So by Georgia creating this system for early processing and scanning, in theory, it would cut down the time to ensure voter confidence and get quick reports for results. So let's dive into the narrative being pushed. Showing voter ID or requiring voter ID is racist. A lengthy list of woke corporations, as we like to call them, jumped to criticize this new Georgia voting law. A lot of these companies speaking out require government ID for their customers. So according to these corporations, it's racist when you ask someone to prove they're actually who they say they are but it's not racist for them to require a government-issued ID when you want to be a customer of their company. CEOs of companies such as Delta came out calling this bill unacceptable and based on a lie. And it's just funny because with Delta and specifically, you have to have an ID to board a flight with them. So it begs the question, is Delta also promoting racism. And they don't just ask for IDs from people in Georgia. They ask for IDs from people all over the United States, all over the world, anyone that wants to fly with them. Something you probably didn't see in the news was that the Delta CEO, who said it's unacceptable and based on a lie, said when the legislation was signed a few days earlier that it improved considerably, that it expands weekend voting and protects voters' ability to cast an absentee ballot without providing a reason. He was all for it. But as soon as the mainstream media came out and started posting that this was wrong, when the Biden administration came out and said that this is racist, he changed his story. He virtue signaled both directions and just changed his response based on what the headlines in the news were saying, based on what the new administration was saying. These companies don't care about the people. They only care about their money and they only care about themselves and their power. Now, Georgia retaliated by limiting the tax breaks for Delta in the state when they came out trying to cancel Georgia. I just want to note one of the first things that came to mind is, okay, it's entertaining, you know, Georgia fought back, but can we just know how fast, okay, this happened in a matter of days, how fast the government is to retaliate 
on corporations, you know, when they're playing this little game of back and forth and they're arguing between one another, but not helping the people. Imagine if states were this quick to actually make change and help the people. Just something that came to mind. CivicAlliance.com announced a joint statement on protecting voting access. They said the right to vote is the cornerstone of our democracy. They wrote this lengthy statement, and there are a lot of businesses that signed on to this. I'll have it linked. You can check it out for yourself. Some that are notable, Etsy, Estee Lauder Companies, H&M, HP, Levi's. We have LinkedIn, Lyft, MLB, which we'll talk about in a moment, Microsoft, PayPal, which I'm also going to touch on, Pinterest, Snapchat, Target, which Target always thinks that they're social justice warriors. We always see that. Twitter, Under Armour, United Airlines. I mean, there are a lot of companies on here. So according to the Biden administration and these companies, asking for voter ID is racist. So what about everything else you need an ID for, such as buying alcohol? such as opening a bank account, such as traveling, like we mentioned. Even to apply for government welfare programs, such as food stamps, you need an ID. What about Medicaid, Social Security, applying for unemployment or a job, to rent or buy a house, apply for a mortgage, to drive, buy, or rent a car, to get married, you need an ID, to purchase a firearm, To adopt a pet. If you want a pet, you have to have an ID if you're going to adopt an animal. Again, with travel, what about renting a hotel room? You got to have an ID. I mean, even buying a cell phone, picking up a prescription at your local pharmacy. We can go as far as watching an R-rated movie, right? You have to have an ID. I mean, even at the grocery store, there are items besides alcohol, such as certain medications that you can buy over the counter that you have to have an ID for, such as NyQuil. The left always, always, always uses race to divide the people. It creates an emotional response. Any person who is a good human being does not want to be racist. Racism is evil. So when they use this racism argument on absolutely everything, one, it takes away from things and people that are actually racist, but two, it provokes an emotional response out of people that if you don't look beyond the headlines, you're like, oh, well, that's racist. I'm not for it. And I think a lot of these companies did not read past the headlines or what they were told by their investors or the people that gave them the news or perhaps even the government. But also a lot of these companies just don't care about the people. And a lot of us know this now. So Biden came out on TV and blatantly lied about the law. And the media did not fact check him. Put who you voted for aside, if you just look at the facts and what has been happening the last couple of months, you can clearly see how the media portrays Biden and how they portrayed Trump. Now, as we have all of these things happening in our country, the border crisis, bombing Syria, everything that's happening, right? Look at all of the amount of change that has happened in a very short amount of time. The media does not say anything negative about Biden. Even when he tripped up the stairs multiple times, it's, oh, it's the wind. Meanwhile, when you look at Trump, it was kids in cages. It was he almost tripped down a ramp. He's mentally in cognitive decline. Meanwhile, you see Biden, someone who clearly is in cognitive decline. Honestly, it's cruel to see what they're doing to him. And I didn't vote for him. I don't support him. But it's cruel to see what they're doing to him, no matter where you fall on the spectrum. But the media paints him as this hero. The media is the enemy of the people, point blank. They only push and say what they're paid to do by the people who run the media companies. 
So you don't have to agree with me because these are just facts. Every time I see a headline, I just think to myself, imagine if Trump did this. And even if you didn't vote for Trump, if you don't like Trump, you know that I'm right. If you just think about it, how the media would have written these stories if all of these things were happening under the Trump administration. Biden used his power to ask Major League Baseball to move their all-star game out of Atlanta as a way to cancel and to, you know, retaliate against the state of Georgia. And MLB announced that they would. So Biden won't say anything about the border crisis, about anything else happening in our nation, about people suffering, but he will use his power to ask sports to leave Atlanta. And it's interesting because this boycott by MLB comes a day after expanding a deal with China. And I don't see MLB or Biden, for that matter, boycotting what's happening with the genocide of Uyghur Muslims in China. I mean, communist China, the CCP, is killing and torturing people because of their race and their beliefs. But woke companies such as MLB do business freely with communist China and Cuba, but boycott a U.S. state that wants people to show ID to vote. Reports are saying that Major League Baseball is expected to move the All-Star game to Colorado. Can you take a wild guess of what Colorado has? Voter ID. Also, Colorado has stricter voting laws. They have 15 days of early voting, while Georgia expanded to 17. With the All-Star game being taken out of Georgia, they are expected to lose $100 million. All MLB and Biden have accomplished here is taking millions of dollars and jobs away from a state that has one of the biggest minority communities in the United States of America. Georgia is 51% Black. Denver, Colorado only has a little less than 10%. So what I want to know is how are they helping minority communities by taking away this opportunity from one of the largest minority communities in America and giving it to a more wealthy, a more white, less diverse state. If they claim they're all about helping minority groups, why are they taking this opportunity away? Because that's the only thing that they've accomplished here. Biden called the Georgia laws Jim Crow 2.0. And keep in mind, Democrats started the Jim Crow laws. And don't forget, Biden is the one that said Hispanics and Black Americans don't have access or know how to use the internet. Yet he feels he has the authority to dictate what is and what isn't racist. He went on TV and he said that this law is designed to keep people from voting because you can't provide water for people, which isn't true. That is not true. It was a flat out lie. You can read the bill for yourself and you will know that is a lie. You can bring your own water and poll workers can hand out water, but you cannot exploit or encourage or gift things to people that are coming to vote to persuade them to vote a certain way. The media knew it was a lie. Biden knew it was a lie. The whole administration knew it was a lie, but they think that we are stupid. His argument was that if people aren't given water, they won't vote and it's racist. I mean, what does this all say about what he thinks about minorities? He just thinks that minorities just want free water, that Hispanics, Latinos, Asians, Black Americans, they just want free water. And if there's no free water, they're not going to go vote. Anytime I've voted in my life, I've never been to a polling location that handed out water. Even when I went to vote in 2020, there was no water. The White House went on to say that this law would discourage elderly, poor, and minority voters. So this is who 
Biden, his administration, and these woke companies think aren't capable of having an ID. Kamala also chimed in, and she said this would prevent whole populations from voting. I mean, when in history has it happened that, oh, well, if there's no water, I'm not going to go vote. You see this radical agenda that's being pushed. You see racism being pushed into our faces of like, this is racist, this is racist, everything is racist. They push this narrative and they think that we, the people, are stupid. They think that, well, if I tell people that this is racist, they'll forget all their common sense, they won't use critical thinking, and they're just going to believe me because they trust me. I mean, honestly, how do you get through life without an ID? You need an ID for everything. As I explained earlier, there are so many things you need an ID for. So Biden saying that this is an attack on the right to vote, which the right to vote isn't directly stated in the Constitution or Bill of Rights. I'll dive into it later. But him saying it's an attack on the right to vote tells you who he thinks is less than, who these companies think is less than. They are saying, well, if you're elderly, if you're poor, or if you're a minority, you won't be able to vote because you won't get free water and because you have to show an ID. I mean, do these people really think that minorities, poor people and elderly people aren't competent enough to have an ID? You are seeing clear as day what the Biden administration and what these corporations and companies think of people who aren't white. If that's not racist, I don't know what is. They didn't say that white people wouldn't be able to vote. You know, they run with the whole narrative of white privilege. If you're white, you don't have to worry about anything in life. Essentially, what they're saying is having to prove that you are a citizen, that you are who you say you are on an ID is indeed racist. A lot of these corporations, as well as Biden, have a long history of business ties with communist China. This new law makes it more difficult for foreign countries to interfere in U.S. elections. So if you were a president, would you not want secure voting laws? Would you not want to make sure that the people's voice is heard and that the people actually have a fair election? Or would you want them to be more lenient, easier to cheat, no voter ID, so that they could be easily tampered with? It's a very simple question. Don't forget, Major League Baseball didn't allow Black Americans to play in their league until 1947, and all of a sudden they want to come out to pretend like they're woke social justice warriors when, in turn, saying that they're not for these laws, when you read what this law actually says it does, they're saying they don't want to make it easier to vote. All of these companies and people are part of cancel culture, and if you find yourself on the side of big government, big corporations, you're not in favor of we the people because these entities are always against the people. They want to line their own pockets and have their own power and increase their power. These people don't care about us. They care about their pocket and power. You know, states such as Delaware and New York, which are democratic states, have stricter voting laws, but you don't see these companies canceling them. You know, voter ID law does not require one race or one ethnic group to show ID to vote. It's all races equally. It's everyone to ensure people are who they say that they are. You know, these laws are for everyone. You have to ask yourself, why do these woke corporations, the Biden administration, the Democrats keep bringing up race and insinuating that minority groups are too incompetent or disadvantaged that they can't even have an ID? You know, what does that say? What does that really say when you look at it of what they're saying about minority groups?
In an AP poll, over 70% of citizens are in favor of voter ID, and this includes the majority of Democrats. I really think that as a whole, people were not complaining about this. There was no big deal made about having to show an ID to vote. You need an ID for practically everything else in this country. It was the Biden administration, the White House. It was these woke corporations that came on trying to say, hey, this is wrong and start a big fire and to divide the people. You know, these politicians and these companies that work with the politicians, they really just want to divide the people because a divided people is easier to manipulate and easier to control. If they can get us to all not like each other and to hate each other, they can control us because they're the ones controlling the narrative. They're the ones moving us around the chessboard like we're little pawns. But people are waking up and they're seeing this like, why do they keep pushing these lies and this propaganda? How come the media and the government and these companies only push negative theories? They only push negative propaganda, negative stories. It's never, let's come together as people. It's never, hey, we're all human. It's only everyone's racist, everything is racist, white people are bad, and then they put in words such as voter suppression. There is no voter suppression in this law. It makes voting easier. It gives you a longer period to vote, making sure that your vote counts is fairness. In the 2020 election, there was so much corruption. And that is not something that you can dispute. If you watch the court cases in Georgia and Pennsylvania, you watched all of these swing states, you can see the statistical, mathematical evidence. You saw the witness testimony. You saw the signatures, how there were tons of ballots in states such as Georgia where signatures were the same on multiple people, like they had the exact same signature. You can't dispute this. This is fact. But you have the White House and Jen Psaki coming out and pushing these Georgia laws were based on a lie. There was no election interference. There was nothing wrong with 2020. We don't need them. People don't need to prove who they are. But if you're confident in your election system and a state such as Georgia wants to make it more secure just to make sure no country can interfere with it, why would you be against that? You know, ask yourself, why are these politicians, Biden, these companies, why are they so against having integrity and making sure we're always improving our elections to make sure that they're secure. Why is that? Because these laws would make it harder for interference. As I mentioned earlier, PayPal joined the list of companies condemning this Georgia voter ID law. When PayPal was asked on Twitter if an account could be opened by bypassing the ID requirement, they responded with, Great question. We usually require a customer to confirm their identity with a government-issued photo ID. Regrettably, we're unable to bypass this step if it is requested. This is all you need to know about these companies. It's rules for thee, but not for me. It's always about money and power and control. That's it. A lot of these companies are run by white people. So if you see these white people saying now that it's racist because voter ID is racist because minorities, black Americans can't apparently get voter ID, don't know how to find the DMV, what does that tell you? It makes you think these companies are ran by white supremacists. You have to look at what these companies and this administration is doing versus what they are saying. They say a lot of things that if you don't look up the laws and the bills, if you don't actually look into what's happening, you think that, oh my gosh, these people are great. You know, they're standing up for equality when really 
everything they're against is a secure election. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why are these big corporations, why is the Biden administration so afraid of more secure elections, of making it easier to vote, of extending the period to vote? Don't fall into this false narrative that they're pushing that voter ID is racist. What they're trying to do is push America to vote lower than a third world country. Without voter ID, we would just have the illusion of choice. We would go to the poll, we would think our vote actually matters, but without knowing who's actually voting, just writing down names of, yeah, you know, my name is Beyonce and I'm gonna vote here. What's to stop me from voting multiple times? What's to stop me from going to multiple states to vote? What's to stop foreign election interference? And if you don't think foreign countries have interfered and don't want to continue to interfere in our elections, you have to wake up. It is a privilege to live in the United States of America. We're not perfect, but it is a privilege to be here with our freedoms, with our rights, with the resources that we have, with the opportunities that we have. We are a free nation and one nation under God. So when you look at the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, countries like that, of course they want to interfere because they want complete control. They don't even allow freedom for their people. A lie is a lie. And what Biden and these companies are doing are pushing lies. They are trying to confuse and manipulate the public to push a narrative that pushes division that is simply untrue. So I want to briefly touch on the right to vote in the ending of this podcast. A lot of people make the argument, oh, well, you know, these private companies can require an ID because it's their private company. Private businesses open to the public can't use the argument, well, I'm a private company, I can do whatever I want. We've seen it be taken to court time and time again. You can't just say I'm a private company so I can do anything that I want. You're open to the public. It's important to note that the right to vote is not in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. Just because a lot of people say something doesn't mean that it's true. The Bill of Rights recognizes the core rights of citizens, so our freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. It also protects we the people from a government attempting to abuse its power or to limit liberties of the people. But nowhere in the Constitution does it mention a right to vote. The argument is often made that the framers of the Constitution feared rule by the masses. They didn't trust ordinary citizens to endorse the rights of others. This American belief that we have a right to vote comes from an overall opinion and belief of citizens that started in the 1800s. So while we find ourselves in this long-running discussion and debate on what is voter suppression or what are legitimate limits or regulations on voting, such as voter ID or not allowing convicted felons to vote, these conversations usually invoke the incorrect assumption that voting is a constitutional right protected from the birth of our country. Now, voting is a part of democracy. It's a part of our constitutional republic. So what distinguishes a right, a privilege, or a responsibility? Because the argument is made for all three. So a right is that which is due to anyone by a just claim, legal guarantees, or moral principles. A privilege is an immunity or benefit enjoyed only by a person beyond the advantage of most. And a responsibility is being accountable for something within one's power, control, or management. The right to vote came to America with historical struggles. 
You know, until 100 years ago, women weren't given the right to vote. Like I said earlier, it's a privilege to live in the U.S. And we are right to honor both women and men who made our democracy what it is today. I believe everyone should have the right to vote in this country if you are a citizen. You know, I don't expect to go to another country and to be able to vote if I'm not a citizen of that country. The bottom line of the right to vote is every vote should be respected. Every voice should be heard. The government should never be able to infringe upon our liberties or on our right to elect our representatives and exercise our own voice through our vote. So we vote for the representatives in our states, in our districts, in our country, and then they come together collectively to vote and to enact legislation on behalf of the people. While the right to vote isn't explicitly written in the Constitution, I do think it's a mixture of a privilege, a right, and a responsibility. You know, we are privileged to live in the United States of America and to enjoy the freedoms and the benefits that we do. It's a responsibility to educate yourself, know what's happening in your community, in your state, in your country, so that you can be more educated into knowing which representatives and which parties are going to actually best serve your family and your community. And also, I think it should be a right for the people to have a say in how their country is run and how their state is being ran, because we do pay the taxes, right? We hire and we pay for the government. In conclusion, the argument that voter ID is racist or voter suppression is just inaccurate. You know, to suppress something is to put it down by authority. It's to keep from public knowledge, to keep something a secret, or to exclude people from something. But voter ID is for everyone. To single out minorities or groups of people because you don't think they're competent enough to get an ID just shows how these people really feel about us. And while I'm against cancel culture, I do think that people should boycott and stop giving their money to companies and brands that aren't in the people's best interest. Cancel culture is trying to take a company out of business to make sure no one purchases from that company ever again and that they lose everything. Boycotting is just abstaining from purchasing or affiliating with that company. If these super woke companies can come forward spreading propaganda, division, and lies based on an untrue narrative, the people have the right to come out and say that they don't want to support these companies. They want to take their business elsewhere. I've canceled Netflix, Disney Plus, and stopped purchasing from a lot of brands who came forward as these super woke social justice warriors who know nothing about what they're talking about and are only pushing narratives driven by big government and big companies just to further divide the people. If you're not already, be more conscious of where you put your money. And when you see all of these huge corporations coming forward, saying these types of things, bowing to the mob and you know, saying that everything is racist because the government is saying it, because other big companies are saying it, and then you feel like, well, there's no one else to buy from, it kind of makes you think, do we really even have a choice? You know, almost every airline has come forward and they're always going with the radical left agenda. And it's like, well, where else are we supposed to fly? And it just makes you realize that so many of these big corporations and government are all working together. They're all pushing the same narrative to divide the people instead of to unite the people, instead of to promote unity and peace and truth. They're just spreading misinformation. 
If the last year has taught me anything, it's to look past the headlines, do my own research and analysis, and to question everything that these big companies and that the government tells us, because more oftentimes than not, it's not the complete picture or it's a lie. Start giving your hard-earned money to local businesses and small businesses that actually support we the people and that are supporting truth and unity. Thanks for tuning in to episode five of Liberty Before Lipstick. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, download it, and share it with a friend. If we all work together to spread this information and to spread this message, we can start opening up more discussions and combat misinformation happening at high levels in our government and in our media. If you want to support my work in this podcast, head over to makemakeupgreatagain.com and pick out some awesome gear. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great week. God bless, and I will see you in Thursday's new episode.